0: Hold your Bible up in the air. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I will never be the same. Shout it out, never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Give God one more big praise. Amen. Amen. We're glad you're here tonight, decided about what God's doing, what He's going to do in your life. Got great guests with us tonight, Pastor Steve and his wife. We even brought friends. Steve, guys, stand up. We just want to welcome you here and give them a hand, would you? <laughs> Amen. All right. You're living by faith, right? Putting one foot in front of the other one. Just keep going. Just keep doing what God's told you to do. Walking in obedience to God's word. Everything, you know, there comes a point in time when some of the stuff that we've tried to uh, assimilate into our life, you, you know, all of the junk that the world is offering, don't be afraid to set that down. Remember, on your own, you're not good enough. But because of what Christ has done, the fact that you are in Christ, you stand in the presence of God, holy, righteous, blameless in his sight. You are justified by God, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did on your behalf. And because of that, you're righteous. You're holy. You're blameless. Everything the enemy is holding against you, it don't work. It doesn't stick. It uh, has no impact, no influence. Hey, some of the junk that we've done, yeah, we, we, you know, you might as well admit it so that you can quit it. You gotta, you know, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Might as well admit it, stop doing it, live the new life. But hey, the, the way you are right now, we sang a song tonight, and it's not just some cute words that go together real well. You know, I am a friend of God. You are on friendship terms with God himself. Look at at somebody and tell them, I'm a friend of God. God's not mad at you. He's not looking for an opportunity to spank you. Matter of fact, every decision God makes about you, he doesn't make decisions to punish you. He makes decisions to protect you, right? So everything that God's doing, he says that he causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his good purpose. Do you love God? I ask you again, I only got about 30% of people in here who love God, which is exciting to me because I'll have the rest of you there before the night's over. Do you love God? Amen. So what are you worried about? Nothing. You know, we don't have to live in fear and doubt and unbelief. We just, hey, we're on a mission from God, right? He's on our side. He's causing all things to work together for good. He's going to turn some stuff around. They're junk that you've created on your own without God, and he's going to use it for good. Come on. You, you know, there's some of that stuff that you, you try to blame on the devil, and then it keeps coming back to you. It ain't the devil. That was you. You just made dumb mistakes. Come on. There have been days we live stupid. Thank God he loves us, and he's, he's big enough to handle anything we can create, Right? So we gotta let him work on us and change us from the inside out. We got that, but God is not in shock because of your past behavior. He's not looking at you saying, Phew, you're on your own now. I don't know how to do that. Thank you, Jesus. God knows how to fix our stuff, right? if we would just live the way we're supposed to live. Jesus came that we might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. You're supposed to have Zoe life, eternal life operating in you now, not after you die. If you wait till you're dead for eternal life, you wasted the best part of it we have the opportunity to demonstrate satan's defeat on a daily basis right here right now your life should be humiliating hell hell ought to be frustrated that you continue to press in and stand on that word of god and you know there's too many times that believers end up being the frustrated party well you got to put your trust in god right lean not to your own understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him he he, you know trust god trust god live by faith remember faith f find your strength find your strength the joy of the lord is my strength might as well get your joy back Don't let anything rob you of your joy. If joy is your strength, then all the enemy has to do to make you weak is take away your joy. And you use stupid lines like, well, but my situation. Your situation isn't in control. You are. Let's let's live in joy. A, act like a believer. You know, if you're not going to act like a believer, take the T-shirt off. Right? Peel off the bumper sticker. Sell the car. Do what you got to do. If you're not going to act like a believer, don't, don't advertise that you are one. Right. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Act like a believer. I increase your praise, increase your praise. Even in the worst situation you could possibly be in. There is a there is a song that God can bring up out of you, a song of praise. Right. T talk life. Talk life. If you can't find anything that's life-giving to say, please shut up. I know you want to look back right now and say, I'm glad you're here too. (laughs) H, have fun. Let's enjoy this thing, guys. I said, let's enjoy life. Let's enjoy life. Let's live like we know what we're doing. Right? just enjoy it well yeah but my kids are far from god yeah but if you're standing on the word of god they haven't got a chance you're just standing on the word of god man they're gonna serve god as for me and my house we will serve the lord right made a decision we're gonna serve god now they might not do everything you want them to but guess what god's hand can reach way on down the road and he can get a hold of whatever Right. So let's live by faith. Romans one seventeen. It says the just shall live by faith. Who are the just? We are. we are. So this is how we live. This is how we do it. We live by faith. The problem is, is most people don't know what living by faith is. They're under the impression that faith is like a magic wand and you wave it just right and you get what you want you know or god is like a, a a vending machine if you put in the right coin pull the right lever you'll get the prize that you have your heart set on that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a lifestyle of faith faith is not simply believing regardless of circumstances also obeying regardless of consequence sometimes doing what the word of god tells you to do ain't easy it ain't even pretty It it ain't going to feel good. It ain't going to make you happy. But we've already established that God don't even care if you are happy. He just wants you obedient, right? And you do that long enough and you'll have joy. Joy is a character that grows. It's the fruit of the Spirit. That thing will grow inside of you and you'll walk through hell with a stupid grin on your face because of the joy of the Lord. Happy is based on happenings and whatever happens dictates whether or not you're happy. You know, it's Valentine's Day. Are you happily married? You better ask me later. (laughs) I'm joyfully married. I I, I got joy, unspeakable. Happy to get to your house later. Let's quit trying to live happy. Let's live with some joy. Don't don't go quiet on me. I end up getting nervous. The just live by faith. We got to know how to live. We got to know how to live. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It don't come by heard. It comes by hearing. One of the dumbest things you'll ever say is, I've heard that before. You know, somebody's sharing a scripture with you and you say, I've heard that one. They they have the right to slap you under the unction of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I've heard that. Well, you've shopped for groceries before and you're probably going to do that again, too. You, you got to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it. And one day it comes alive inside of you. Oh, I heard it. But even then, you can't just bank on that the rest of your life. You know, God, just, it, just getting ready for this weekend and just in prayer and thought and study. And, and it just came to me that, you know, faith don't come by what you know. You know some great things, but faith don't even develop by what you know. It, that's kind of a challenge for some of us because we've been in this thing a while. We know some stuff, right? So we think we got it, but faith grows by hearing. By hear, e, even when you hear what you know, your faith begins to grow. But if you don't hear it, If you can't receive it, if you're not understanding it, if you're not developing it, if it's not coming out of your mouth, the best way to hear the word of God is coming out of your own mouth. You know, you you need to hear yourself speaking the word of God. Why? Because, well, faith comes by hearing. Faith, Faith is hearing the word of God. You could really say faith is the word of God, right? So the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by the word of God. The just shall live by the word of God. What are you basing your life on? What are your decisions uh, dictated by? Is it by the economy? Is it by what's going on in your current situation? Is it by what Aunt Susie used to say? Is it What are you basing the decisions of your life on? It better be the word of God because this is how the just do it. This is how we do it. We live by the word of God, amen? We, we are getting into the word. We're growing into the word. First Peter one twenty three tells us that it's incorruptible seed this is incorruptible seed being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god which lives and abides forever luke 11 tells us that the word is or the seed is the word so we got faith it's the word of god the word of god is seed and that seeds the word of god so you know what we the seed is going to produce a harvest it is the nature of a seed to reproduce multiplied fruit so you got to treat that word like it's the seed of God. You don't have a book of rules in your lap. You've got a bag of seed. What are you uh, sowing for your future? What's coming out of your mouth? What, what, is, the, what is the tune that your life is, is broadcasting on a daily basis? You, you know the scripture that says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Maybe it's time to change your song. Maybe, you know, I I think if you were like an AM, FM radio, I think God's trying to reach into your life just to make some adjustments, get a little different sound coming out of you. Make a joyful noise. What kind of noise do you make? Is it joyful? Is it in agreement with the word of God? The faith that we live by is the word of God. You got to get relentless. So you got to get relentless. Some of us, we give up way too quick. Any little thing, we're backing off. We're, we're, we're convinced by what we see. Well, we don't live by that. Man, I got the word of God. I see all kinds of stuff. If, if we treated each other by what we see, we'd give up. But we are living by the word of God. Hello? I said, we are living by the word of God. Look at that book you got in your lap. That thing is alive. There is life. That book is full of Zoe life. You got to be sowing that into your environment, into your current situation. You got to be sowing the seed of God's word into this thing. Why? So that you can get the end that God declared in the beginning. Man, I'm not going to back down until I see what God started us off to to produce. He declared the end at the beginning. Don't give up in the middle because you forgot what the end looks like. That's the time to stand on that word, get relentless, and refuse to back off of God's word. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look at Philippians 2.13. Philippians 2.13 says, For it is God which works in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. You know, there's a couple of things here I really want you to wrap your brain around. God's at work in you. God is at work in you. And the more word you get in you, the more God's got to work with. Let Let God change you from the inside out. You know, you do not have to agree with me. You've got to agree with his word, right? right? You got to renew your mind to his word. Don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. You get the word of God in you, and he is working in you to do his will, his pleasure. He's getting you on track with his plan. Have you ever heard Jeremiah twenty nine eleven? 11? I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God's plan for your life is way better than you think. I said his plan for your life is way better than, than you realize. If you realize how good God's plan was, you'd give up on yours. You, you you wouldn't be going after yours so much. You, you know, there's a way, Proverbs, what, uh, 14, 12, I think. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. We know that death is separation. The, the, your way is going to end up separating you from the end that God has for you, the hope of a future. The hope of a future. Man, I got to tell you something. It's, it's just, it's like burning in my spirit tonight. Your future is worth going for. Man, the future God has for you, the life that's out in front of you, it's worth getting over the junk from your past. Man, let, 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 some of that, let some of that stuff go. Well, my dream has shattered. God's dream has not been impacted by your current situation. God's plan for your life is, is, is not swirling around the toilet bowl. Yours might be. His isn't. Right? Right? And the best thing you can do is let it go on down. If it's yours, let her go. Let's, let, hey, this is how we do it. We live by faith. God's got a plan for my life. There have been times in, in our life, Shelby and I, 25 years in August, we, you know, uh, it, over the course of 25 years, there have been times that it seemed like everything was falling apart. But by the time we got through that storm, we found ourselves in a much better place. You know, even statistically, that if, if you lose your job, statistically, 18 to 24 months later, you'll be better off than you were when you, in your old job. So in reality, you ought to be praying that you lose your job. Just a thought. I did not say quit. But allow God to work. Just allow God to work. Just trust God. Just believe God. It's finally come down to this. We're going to have to trust God. He's working in you. He's working in you. You know, Romans 8.37, I don't think I gave you this one. Um, Really uh, great scripture, Romans 8.37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him, who loved us. You know, we, all, we often think about more than conqueror. That's what we want to talk about, the more than conqueror part. And that's great until you're feeling like a loser. How many you know that there are situations in life you don't feel like the winner? You feel more like the wiener. Right? You feel beat up from the street up. You feel tore up from the inside out. You, you feel like, man, nothing I do is right. But you you got to get down to that other section, through him who loved us. He loves you. Oh, come on. He loves you. I'm more than a conqueror, not because I'm awesome, but because he loves me. He loves me. He's not going to let me lose. He's not going to let me fail. He's not going to let me fall. And... Yea, though I fall, I shall rise again. You know, I I don't know what you're facing tonight. You you know, they just gave you your pink slip or they just took your car. They're coming for the keys to your house. Oh, well, they got to do what they got to do. But I got to do what I got to do. Walk by faith. Just walk in obedience to God's word. And know that His Word is going to produce a better outcome than my current situation. I'm only getting better. I'm only getting stronger. I'm getting healthier. I, I'm getting my, I'm getting more beautiful. That's hard to believe, isn't it? Hallelujah! Through Him who loved us, you got to remember God loves you. Check this out: Psalms 127, Psalms 127 except the lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it you know if god ain't building your life you messed up already you're already in trouble except the lord builds a house a a life a home they labor in vain who build it except the lord keeps the city you keep your eye out all you want but you do it in vain See, I, I think, you know, as you look at that first verse, as you really look at it, you, you got to remind yourself that if, if you're watching over life and you're checking things out, like with the stock market and with the economy, you, hey, if God didn't build it, yeah, I don't care if, if, if your stock goes way up, you're still in yogurt. You're still in trouble. But if God's building your life, you can Relax. You can have some peace. Look at verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to take rest late, to eat the bread of anxious toil. It is vain. It is vain. You're so vain. To eat the bread of anxious toil. What are you worried about? That ain't how we do it. born again in christ righteous just blameless in the sight of god the just don't live that way the just live this way we don't worry we listen and we obey he gives blessings to his beloved in their sleep maybe what you need to do is take a nap Maybe, maybe you ought to just go to bed now. Here, here's your here's your sleeping pill. The Lord gives to His beloved in their sleep. You know what that really says to me? Is that no matter what you're doing, God is positioning you to win. The blessing to be positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. So if you think the blessing is a car or a house or a pay increase, no, that might be the result of the blessing, but the blessing is the empowerment that God puts upon your life through the anointing that causes you to win in every situation. See, it, it, Isaiah 54, you, you know, it, it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It does not say no weapon shall be formed against me. Sorry? Yeah, don't get mad at me. I didn't write it. I'm just reading it and repeating it. No weapon formed against me. That implies weapons will be formed against you, but they won't won't succeed. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, in other words, there's some voices that are going to speak negatively about you, but you get to condemn them. You you get to prove it wrong. No, I walk by faith. God's on my side. I said, God's on my side. Just going to keep trusting, keep believing. I'm ready for and equal to anything through Christ who's infused me with an inner strength. I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going to quote the word of God. I'm not going to get in agreement with people who are looking at stuff that they can see. I can see a bunch of junk too, but I'm not going to let my conversation slide over to what I see. Why? Well, because that ain't how the just live. That ain't how we do it. That's how they do it. And I've seen their final result. Don't want it, I just want mine. You might know somebody who is so far from God and yet their life is just peachy. I I haven't met them that have a great final outcome. I've met a lot of people who've been through a lot of junk but walked the Word of God and came out on the other side better than when they went into the fire. Been in the fire a lot of times, you know, and been through hell a couple of times, been there ourselves. Matter of fact, we know some of you have been through hell too because when we were going through, we saw you there. going through hell you know one of the best thing if you write notes write this down the best thing you can do when you're going through hell don't stop some people stop and hang out for years in there just keep going right the people that i know that kept walking the word of god when they get out the other side life is much better great great end result right god is going to bless you even in your sleep no matter where you're at god's going to come through for you somebody say amen this is how we do it. 1 Corinthians nine twenty seven. I keep my body under. Bring it into subjection. Lest it by any means, when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. I take control of my physical man so that my spirit man can rule. I keep my body under so that my spirit can rule and reign. Here's the problem is that most of us, you know, our spirit's not in charge. You've heard the statement, you know, out of the word of God that the the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, it don't matter if the spirit's ruling. See, it's kind of like going to a restaurant and your spirit's placing orders, but your flesh has got to pay the bill. And you're placing orders that your flesh can't afford. Ever done that? You, you know, I mean, come on, you, you know, just by, you know, you, you got a warm, fuzzy one day and you said, this is what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm, I'm going to love my neighbor. And then your neighbor got out of bed and your flesh had to pay the bill. And you found out that's harder than it looks. Well, you, you got to get your spirit in control. You, you know, it's kind of like uh, running. Running. You know, you start running, and after just a few moments, something inside of you says, "This is dumb." <laughs> I mean, dumb. Stupid. You, you're going to hurt in the morning? You, this, this is Why are you doing this to yourself? He started a, a new loop this week, and, 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 and as I'm going past yokes, I hear the voice say, there are donuts in there. You should run in there and get some. If my body rules, you'll find me at the donut counter. But I'm training my spirit to rule. Just keep running and shut up, right? Crank on the iPod a little louder so I can't hear myself, right? You, you know you talk to yourself. We all talk to ourselves. Admit it. You talk to yourself. Somebody said, well, as long as I don't answer, you answer yourself too. You know, well, you, you got that thing going on. You got to get your spirit ruling and reigning so that because your spirit's in agreement with the word of God. So we, we got to keep our body under, bring it into subjection. Check this out, Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm and whose heart departs from the Lord. See, if you're trusting in your man, you ain't going to be blessed The opposite of blessed is cursed. If blessed is positioned to win or succeed, then trusting in your strength is positioning yourself to fail. You do realize that in order for a true believer to fail, he's got to be empowered to fail. Well, where does that empowerment come from? Right here. You have a second thought. You think that your thought is better than God's? you start building your life on your second thought, all of a sudden, you ain't seeing the blessing, you're seeing the curse. Your flesh is your strength? No, God's word is my strength. I gotta trust God's word regardless of what my flesh says. Hello? Hello? I wanna give you four real basic points to actually apply to living The life of faith. Live by faith. The first one is get a word to live on. Get a word. You've got the word of God. You need to get a word from God. How am I going to get that? Get in the book. Get in the book. 1980, you know, you've heard me share this before. 1980, they sent my dad home to die with cancer tubes up his nose to feed him so weak he'd have to reach up with his hand push his head back up when it fell over he had been through chemotherapy he'd been through radiation they did not send him home to take a vacation they sent him home to gather the family okay he was in bad shape sitting in a chair reading his bible got to proverbs 4 my son attend unto my words and hearken unto my sayings for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh he took that, that one passage of Scripture and started quoting it over and over and over again. And I'm pretty sure he'd heard it before. But he just started quoting it over and over and over. He asked for a phone book and a telephone. Started calling people to tell him what he had found in the book of Proverbs. He had read it many times, guys, because he read a chapter of Proverbs every day most of my life. Every day he read a chapter out of the book of proverbs it's the fourth chapter of Proverbs. so it was on the fourth day of that month or the yeah fourth day of that month and he was just going through the proverbs reading it started calling people and he realized that every time he read it to somebody he felt a little bit better so what do you tell a dying man when he calls you up and he says can you do me a favor it's like manipulation (laughs) will you come to my house so you run over there because you think he's falling and he can't get up no he wants somebody new to tell his scripture to. to make a long story short 20 years later he died of unrelated causes after 20 years of living after he'd been sent home to die from one word from god peter got out of a boat walked on water from one word get a word from god it is the seed that's going to produce the harvest of your life. Guard your heart, for out of your heart comes the harvest of life. What harvest are you going to sow, and what future are you going to develop? Make sure you're bringing it from the Word of God. It doesn't make any difference what you're dealing with. There is a word in that book that will produce on your behalf. Well, we need a house. Find house seeds. Find some house seeds. Shelby and I went to Salem. Can't remember how many years ago. But just believing in God. We had no furniture. Well, that's not true. We had one chair. We had one chair because earlier I'd sold everything so that we could go traveling. Everything. Except one chair that belonged to her nana. So we pull up in the motor home, felt God had led us to Salem to go to a church there. And it must have been God because we ended up with Keith and Lene from there. Looking at an empty house, we have nothing but one chair. He did loan us the refrigerator. So we moved into the house. We got our one chair. We got the refrigerator. One of the things that we had sold before we got there was a sectional we just bought in a great, beautiful sectional. Shelby's favorite piece of furniture. She picked it. She was in love with it. We bought it, and then I sold it. Lady, how many years ago was this? Seems like... 17 18 years ago lady bought it from us for a thousand dollars 17 18 years ago we get to salem much time has passed i you know everybody's like you gonna get a job said nope well yeah but there ain't nobody in the church keith and Lene weren't even in the church yet and that means that nobody was there There ain't nobody in the church i'm not getting a job why well because god didn't tell me to go to salem to get a job he told me to go to salem pastor that church well, what are you going to do? I'm going to trust God. I read out of Deuteronomy that he would fill my house with good things. So if that's what you said you're going to do, then get her done. And if you don't, I'll take it as a sign that I ain't supposed to be here. Well, it wasn't long till we got a telephone call. The gal that bought our couch for $1,000, she said, would you like that couch back? And I said, I sure would, but I don't have $1,000. She goes, you know what? It would save me money if you would buy it back. How's that? I put it in storage because it was too big to go in my apartment. So I put it in storage, and I've had to pay for a storage unit from the very day that we bought that from you. Really? Where's the storage unit? Salem. Wow, that's quite a kawinkadink. <laughs> Guys, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. It ain't supposed to work that way. Yeah, it is. Have you read the book? It ain't supposed to work the other way, the way we always try to do it. No, that don't work. Why? Because you're trusting on man. But when you're living God's word, and please hear me, I'm not telling you, oh, man, if you just live like I do, you'd be, like, famous. Uh, Because I screw it up all the time. The reason God blesses us is because he really loves Shelby. (laughs) We make a lot of mistakes, wander off the trail. It's not not hard to tell when you're off the trail, though, because you can suddenly realize this ain't working. So you just get back on the trail. Hello? This is how we do it. We get a word from God. Number two, build on that word. Look at Romans 4, 1 through 3. What shall we say about Abraham, our forefather, humanly speaking? What did he find out? How does this affect his position and what was gained by him? If Abraham was justified or established as just by acquittal from guilt by good works that he did, then he has grounds for boasting, but not before God. Look at verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in and trusted in God. It was credited to his account as righteousness. He, he just believed God and trusted him. Now, remember that belief is not the same thing as faith. See, a lot of times you ask people, well, well just shall live by faith. What is faith? Well, it's believing. That's correct but incomplete believing isn't enough you you you, now you got to put some action to what you believe every action is a manifestation of a belief system you can believe that water is needed to keep you alive but if you don't drink it you can still believe it's going to keep you alive but if you don't drink it you're going to die believing that water will keep you alive right it's not just believing what god said it's trusting him now now i gotta live what he said this is how we do it. We read it and repeat it. Read it and repeat it. Read it and repeat it. Why? Because I'm having to renew my mind. My mind's messed up. I've a, a, accumulated a lot of information that's contrary to God's Word. So now I've got to cleanse my mind with the water of God's Word, right? Look at Romans four sixteen. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and inheritors of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. Look at verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised, as if they already existed. Verse eighteen says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. And he had, as he had been promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. He hoped against hope because he had a greater hope based on the word of god in verse 19 he said he didn't weaken in faith but when he considered the utter impotence of his own body which was as good as dead because he's about 100 years old when he considered the barrenness of sarah's sarah's dead in womb no unbelief or distrust made him waver this guy stood on the word of god and he built that word it made him strong look at verse 20 he grew strong He grew strong. Build on that word. Work it out. Get it in you. There are times in your life when you'll have to separate yourself from everything else that's going on so you can make that word grow in you. There are things right now that that we're growing in our spirit about the church. We can't go hang out with people who won't get in agreement with God's word. Can't go to the movies with you tonight. I'm working on something here. Can't go out and, and hear about how bad the economy is right now. Sorry, I gotta get in God's Word and get this thing strong in me. Amen. Gotta say it, and say it 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 so that when life shakes me, that just comes out naturally. There are days you ain't got time to think. You just got to react, you got you to gotta have a habit. A habit is that which can be performed without thought. So in order to develop a habit, first I got to act a certain way for a long period of time so that it becomes my habit. See, we've been living like non-believers for so long that even though we prayed a sinner's prayer, now we got to start some new action so that we can live like a believer when it really counts. Yeah, it starts with that prayer. It don't end there. If all I do is ask Jesus into my heart and then keep living the same way I've been living, I'm going to really be messed up in the heat of a battle. Don't wait for the bomb to hit before you build your bomb shelter. Right? Get ready. Take God's word, get a word from God, build on that word. Keep, number three, keep your praise on. Empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Empowered by faith, the word, by that seed, as he gave praise and glory to God. Empowered by faith. Empowered by the word. Empowered. Man, that word's going to be your power. How are you going to activate it? Well, how about you just start praising God? How how about, you know, you you refuse to talk death, but you speak life and life only. How about you start thanking God right where you are? Well, I'll thank God when he fixes it. You're in deep yogurt. I'm not going to be a liar. Well, you might be a friar. It's going to get tough. You know, you're never wasting your time when you're speaking God's word. I said, you are never wasting your time when you are speaking God's word. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, 7 real quick. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith. Faith is the word, right? So we walk by the word, not by sight. Sight, those are things which are perceived by the senses. We don't go by what it looks like. If we go by what it looks like, man, you're on a roller coaster ride because what looks good today ain't going to look so hot tomorrow. Anything can change that. No, we walk by faith. Well, I'm, I'm just going to stand here and, you know, go, go into my room, get quiet, lay, lay between the porch and the altar. It don't say we sit by faith. You got to walk this thing. We walk by faith, not by sight. If you can't praise God today, man, you're in trouble. I said, you're in trouble. Something has robbed you of your ability to praise God. Well, you better get that ability back. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Don't get caught with your praise down. Get your praise on right? Get your praise on. Keep that praise on. Don't mix your seed with unbelief. Don't start spewing agreement with what you see. Why? Because that ain't how we do it. We do it by the word of God. What does the Bible say? What does it say? You know, you got a family situation and there's chaos and turbulence. What does the Bible say? My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. It don't look peaceful. Shut up. What does the Bible say? Right? What's the Bible say? Well, you understand that. It's it's just like, it's like a war zone. What does the Bible say? What does it say? You got to get that in you until that's coming out of you. What does it say? Trust me, you'll line up your action, your behavior will line up with the word. As soon as you got enough of it in you to make a difference. Don't live by what you see. Live by the word of God. Number four, constantly acknowledge the ability of your God. Where were we? I think 421, uh, Romans 421. I threw out there. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word. Acknowledge the fact that your God can keep his word. He's not a promise breaker. He's able. He's able. He'll do what he promised. You do what he said. He'll produce what he promised. Every single time. Just keep doing what he said. If you don't know what he said, get back in the book find out what he said that book is just a picture of what it looks like to walk with God in differing situations what's it, look to, what's it look like to walk with God in your situation that's why we're here we're here today demonstrating Satan's defeat we are demonstrating to the world what it looks like to walk with God through this exact situation why so that when they get into that situation they know there's a different way to, to do it you can do it your way or you can do it God's way God's result probably going to be a little bit better than yours you might want to try God's way hello you can pray a sinner's prayer, get righteous with God, and go through life losing it every, every way you want to. Or you can take God's Word. You can rise up to a new level of life. Remember Matthew ten thirty nine. you got to let go of that low life in order to connect to the high life that God has for you. But if you want the high life, get on. Here we go. It's called Zoe, and this is how we do it. Man, we get a word from God, we grow that word, we thank God and praise God for that word every day, and we remind the world our God's able to do what he promised. My God's able to do what he promised. My God's able to do what he promised. My God's going to do what he said he would do. It don't look like it, you just hang on. The longer we wait, the better the outcome is. Hello? I think the Bible says, I think the Bible says, you have need of patience. I wish it didn't say that. I really do. I wish it did not say that. But it says that. It says in Hebrews 10, 34, 35, cast not therefore away your confidence, which has recompense of reward for you have need of patience. After you do the will of God, you'll receive the promise. After you do the will of God, you shall receive the promise. You shall receive the promise. Not maybe, you shall receive the promise. When? After you do the will of God. So what should you be busy doing? The will of God. Every now and then you got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Are you doing the will of God? Are you sure that's God's will? Or is that something you come up with? Is that what God wanted? Or did you think, this would be cool? I like this. Just do the will of God. Just do the will of God. Well, what if I don't know his will? Then you don't know his book. Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Well, so many of us are afraid we're going to end up doing the wrong thing. God's big enough to get you on track. You start doing what the book says. Well, what if I do it in the wrong place? He'll move you. He'll get you in the right place. I think his book said that wherever you go, he'd be with you. That's the word I got. Wherever you go, you'll prosper. Whatever you do, it'll prosper. Why? Well, that's God's plan. To prosper me, not harm me, give me hope and future. Give me hope and future. Well, you mean I can do anything I want? No, you can do anything he said. You can do anything he said, anywhere you want. And it won't be long till you're doing the right thing in the right place with the right people getting the right result. If you sit around worried and just sit in the parking lot because you don't want to make a mistake, well, you ain't going nowhere, and you ain't going to do nothing. You can be incredibly good, incredibly good. You're still good for nothing. You got to get out of the parking lot. You got to get this thing rolling, right? You got to start walking by faith, trusting God that he will direct your steps. And when he directs, you're going to obey, right? You're not evil and rebellious, are you? Even if you're rebellious, he can get you back on track. Don't believe me? Ask Jonah, the preacher who went the wrong way, right? It don't make any difference as long as you, look, God can get to you. He can reach you. He's got time to deal with you. You're not going to make a mistake that's so big it, you know, causes heaven to collapse. You're okay. Just start doing what the book says. Just start, trust me here, this is how we do it. We walk by faith. That's, that's, that's the, maybe that's the faith part for you. I don't know which step to take. Okay, just take one. But what if I fall? Fall forward. But what if I fall backward? Get up. Just get up and take another step. Just, just get up. Just get in the book. What's the book say? Do that. Do that. Do that. This is how we do it. Amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, man, you really needed that. <laughs> Let me pray for you. Are you here tonight and you, are you here tonight and you do not have relationship with God? Relevant relationship. Maybe you prayed a sinner's prayer a hundred times. Maybe you don't even know what it is. That's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you do you have relevant relationship with God? Is God real in your life? The Bible says that there's only one way to the Father, that's through his Son. Do you have relationship with Jesus Christ? He's the perfect son whose blood was shed so that you might be made righteous, holy, and blameless in the sight of God. Do you need that in your life tonight? If you're here and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, that's me. I need relationship with God through his son Jesus tonight I want to accept him as my Lord and Savior I I don't want to play church I want I want God to come into my life change me from the inside out no more games I'm ready for a relevant relationship would you hold your hand up not going to call you out not attempting to embarrass you but we just want we're all going to pray a prayer and just say that's me include me in this prayer just hold your hand way up so I can see it and then we're going to pray and then we're going Right? Anybody tonight, I need God in my life. I'm ready tonight. Thank you.